And who are we? That's one secret we'll always tell. You know you love us. XOXO. Gossip Guys. Gossip Guys here. Your one and only podcast delving into the scandalous lives of Manhattan's elite. And welcome to Season 2, Episode 11, Gossip Guys Max. On Tour with Taylor, Part Dos. And this is the Ron Howard film, Jim Carrey starring How the Grinch Stole Christmas! And Dr. Seuss, don't forget Dr. Seuss. Yes, Dr. Seuss. (laughs) Theodore Geisel. (laughs) Don't forget him, guys. I'm Andy, this is Aaron over there. You can hear him? Yes. How is everybody tonight? Oh, yeah. Uh, Christmassy, you know, it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. It is, man, it is. There's snow, uh, the trees are out, um, people are in line buying gifts and getting COVID. I just order stuff on Amazon, guys. Or or from the store directly, like, don't give that money to Amazon. Give it to the small business or the producer. Um, sure just don't stand in line anymore yeah yeah but are you uh are you living in etsy photos again to see that snow like where <laughs> yeah yeah i've got the snow machine i rented a snow machine Ooh. Um, Ooh. you know i've got i got some fire in the in the fireplace it's been cold it's been a little windy oh yeah no i've been uh i've been wearing a sweater and uh yeah like really warm. and your long your long johns got your long johns on your mittens oh, oh yeah no no mittens but like you need i need typing mittens you know uh, Ooh, typing mitten. I like that. Yeah, I know. I had a guy at work because our uh, work was always very, very cold. And he had, yeah, it sort of looked like, you know, like the robber's gloves, but then, but the fingers are off. So it's sort of the inverse of what you have. Ooh, uh, okay. Fingerprints. But yeah, he, he used that. And I was just like, yeah, that, that, that seems nice because my hands are always freezing um, during at least this, this month. Um, but, you know, look at us complaining about like what? 50 degree weather and uh, yeah yeah sun's out you know yeah i can wear shorts it's fine <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll survive um, um yeah. you know where it's cold it's cold in whoville Ooh, it's very cold so this is the 2000 film that we are talking about not the the original but we you know i think we both did some homework beyond that and why are we yes. here why are we watching grin um because it is introducing Ooh. taylor momsen to the acting world oh man you know you're gonna be somebody if you're like introducing in the credits i feel like whenever i see it it's always someone who hits it big like it's very rarely someone fuck that up you know like so should we have put introducing in our pilot episode <laughs> introducing Eric comedian and andy green did we fuck up our own careers because we need to put introducing well we haven't had our screen debut yet that's when we need the introducing. okay uh, well because okay. you know, taylor's been in stuff at this point too right this is just the the first film this is her yes yeah, her first silver screen appearance isn't silver screen TV? No, you're right. No. By the way, yeah. Um, yes, this is her first her first film debut. And uh, she plays, of course, Cindy Lou Who. And- yes. And before before one thing, let's just teach the kids one thing. Um, the reason it's called silver screen is because back in the day, there was a film that had a high amount of silver and it's very shiny. That's why if you watch uh, sometimes old movies, like It's a Wonderful Life during the season, there's a bit of a shine. Because there's silver in the film. Ooh. Hence, silver screen. And we, you know, I think I'll be bringing up that movie again soon. Because, uh, yeah, well, let's, uh, so we're, Grinch is on Netflix. Uh, and we are also, after we talk about Grinch, we're going to do our top five, as foreshadowed last week, 
top five Christmas songs and top five Christmas movies. And then we're also going to wrap up, I'm going to say the year, but we have, well, actually it might be the year. I think we have a, a New Year's special coming after this. We um, do, yes. With a sort of our, our Gossip Girl Greater Universe Mount Rushmore that I, I sprung on Aaron at the end of last week. Yeah, there. it was a lot. I think uh, Mount Rushmore is a lot. I didn't have time to think of it, but I chiseled. Okay. I got some good faces in, got a features. Uh, got the cheekbones in, good nose. Oh, yeah. All right. So, yeah, you, you, you did a lot of work this week. And yeah, let's, uh, let's bring on. It the- was really just going over our podcast episode. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the editing. Yeah. Um, well, Aaron, what, right. what are your thoughts on? Take us my, my out. thoughts. I will take you. Do you, you want to go back to Y2K? Is that where you want to go? Yes, I want to go back. Uh, we're going to go back to 2000. Andy was 12 years old. Aaron was an indeterminate age. Yes. We can't give that out. Um, no, I was, I was out of high school. And I didn't see it in the theaters. I think, um, I feel like there was, I was kind of tired of Jim Carrey a little bit. Um, I didn't like me, myself and Irene. And so I, I don't, this was never really a movie that I watched a lot. It's grown on me in the recent years. Um, I think I appreciate it now as an adult. Um, I, it's only been in my, you know, Christmas movie watching repertoire. For maybe about a decade. And it's a 20 year old movie. Yeah, you know, all those times at Freeform, you know, watch it over and over again, just watching it. You know, it's on. It's nice. And it's, uh, there's, here's, here's what I think. There's, do you notice the dark shade of like the dark, the dark lighting of the movie? I think that always bothered me. That's why I didn't, I wasn't drawn to it. Do you mean like in the cave? Like, what do you, no, but in like the, the, the movie, the color palette is just kind of like they're not bright colors. Everything's colorful, but they're not they don't there's no brightness in this entire Whoville. And I think that that always kind of like and the sets are great. The sets, the makeup, um, everything looks great. But there's always been this kind of like, you know, this it's just like it's always just, you know, uh, there's no sun in Whoville until the very end. And now I finally get it. See, the Grinch was the son of Whoville. And he, to, to, for them to be bright, his heart had to shine. And what really shined in this movie, this movie really is, is a, a underrated classic with a fearless performance by Taylor Momsen. She is amazing for a child actor. And... She is great, and and she uh the uh, her character is is great, and I think uh there's really I think a lot something that we missed was more Jim Carrey and Taylor Momsen. I think that scene with them together is great. I, his performance and her performance carry this film. Well, I mean, and I think the rest is sort of noise, um, and and I think that was my. I really like the movie, but it and it's a lot. But that's sort of the point. I mean, Whoville is Christmas on steroids to the point where you don't blame the Grinch for having some ambivalence toward it. But then, but also, I mean, it's a, it's a land of two extremes. There's the Grinch who hates Christmas, and then there's all the Whoville, all the Who's that love Christmas, and then there's Cindy Lou Who in the middle. And I'm definitely in Cindy's territory here. Like Taylor's the only sane one in this movie. For the most of it, she's just like 
you know, this isn't what Christmas is all about. Like, I love it, but this feels too, like too much. And in the movie, I think echoes that, but also like that scene, like the, the award ceremony scene is just insane. Like, it's it, so much. It goes forever. And I know that's the point, but it was just like, I, it's definitely a kid's movie. Cause like that scene for me is just like, Oh, I can't, I like, I had to sort of, shut down my brain a little bit because it was just so it was overload it was just like so much input um, no i i had that too i wrote down the 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 holiday cheermeister scene kind of like takes you out of the movie i think it's very gimmicky when they do the 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 sack race and that song comes on like the olympic song or whatever i don't know the name of it but you oh, know what i'm talking about fire yeah yes and so i thought that was like I, that was felt gimmicky i felt like that was for kids um and that's the thing. I don't think the whole movie is for kids. It's it is very dark. You know, he does play a dark Grinch, and I think that's why now, as being an adult, I appreciate it more. I don't think I would have appreciated the performance then. I mean, it is a really good Jim Carrey performance, and he gets to do everything basically. So it's sort of it. I like no wonder that he, you know, was drawn to it. And the makeup is so good. Rick Baker does the makeup with I'm assuming a hundred million. Because uh, this movie is all makeup, and that's what makes it look so good. Even now, I think is that makeup. Like, cause there's, yes, there's CGI around. Up there's a little bit, yeah, but no, the makeup is phenomenal. Yeah, and no everything's fun. real. CGI. The sets were built. You know, the sets like that to me, the production design and the makeup is what is the best part of the movie. And, and, and along with yes, Taylor Momsen and Jim Carrey, because they basically just let Jim Carrey go. And I think, I think that sort of masks some of the ooh, mask. Uh, some of the <laughs> some of the sort of like they definitely expand the movie a lot like the original yeah. Dr. Seuss is 24 minutes and and they sort of get everything in 24 minutes this is like what two hours but I actually sort of I like the world building this movie they did some stuff with the who's and with the town and sort of the rules of the world like and even the throwaway line for Taylor like not growing into her nose yet which they had to throw in because just the prosthetics wouldn't work for a kid like I just I thought all that stuff was really well done. It sort of reminded me like Elf, you know, had the same sort of with Christmas Town and stuff like that. It had, it just had a vision that, you know, Howard and the team really brought together. I mean, it felt like a, you know, it, like it, I mean, is it a theme park ride? You know, like it feels- no, I don't think it is, but I, I think they do. They kind of do the, the Grinch. They used to do well, when we could go to places, they did the Grinch miss, yeah, you know, right. like it takes over. Yeah, but I yeah, there should have been a ride. I think I think yes, the 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 realness of it brings it to life, and um yeah, the expansion of the story isn't bad, you know. And and I'm trying to think what else, what other way could you have gone with the story? And you know, because like you said, it's just a lot of it is noise, and there are some things like like Molly Shannon. The lights, I didn't really need. There wasn't a, that scene. Probably could have been cut out. Well, but they needed it for like kind of. It had the payoff where they like her and uh, Christine Baranski like team up with the lights to like save the sled. Kind of at the end. Um, yeah, you just need a lights like complaining about lights or competition with lights scene because that's is that just it's, it's, it's a, that's the commercialism we don't want, Andrew. That's what we're trying to get away. We don't need a superfluous lights scene. That's why it's in? That's why it's in there because it is so superfluous and and it, and it, and it rain it rains down how lost they are in the holiday that Molly Shannon's life basically depends on having the best lights over Christine Baranski's uh, Mary 
Mary Who or whatever. Her name. Yeah, Mary Who. I thought that I thought all the performances were except for uh, uh, Molly Shannon. I feel like they, she didn't, they didn't have give her a lot, but yeah. I thought Baranski's performance was good. I thought Jeffrey Tambor was good. Um, yeah, it's just there isn't much you can do like to expand on the story i think what they did oh, yeah. um you go, you go to cindy lou who that was the only thing in the original story where like she's the only one who interacts with the grinch really so like it really made sense and that is the emotional core and heart of it. yeah yeah it it is and i and i think that's why i kind of i would i would have loved having more of them um i loved how the how she goes does her school project you know the backstory of the of the grinch and I love seeing uh, the flashback of Baby Grinch. Like, I want a Baby Grinch. Oh, and I thought that scene was hilarious. I thought just those, like, the dry humor of that, oh, what a beautiful family heirloom. It was funny. Oh, yeah. Well, and I just the idea that, like, they took very seriously, like, kind of the stork idea. But, like, you know, they're just in, like, baskets. and They're just delivered. And it was very, like, Batman Returns Penguin. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, except for he actually had, like, decent caregivers it seemed like uh it was just the it was just mayor who based may who like basically being a dick about his beard um, yeah so is the grinch is the grinch like uh kind of like jack you know the robin williams movie or is he more benjamin buttons uh like what do you mean because like he doesn't well, he doesn't age. yeah does he have like uh, an age like uh obviously he like he he um multiplies an age quicker than regular who's is that why he, oh, you know, because he already had, I think it's just because he's like somehow, I mean, a different, he feels like a different species, right? Or is he a who? He's a who. He is a who. They say he's a who. Yeah. Every who gets a chance to get a back slap and a toast. And that's the grin. Yeah. Well, and, and but I think, I mean, obviously the movie is about prejudice and because he looks yeah. different, they don't think he's a who or they don't treat him like a who. And because he has, I just think, you know, I think some kids like have you know, some sort of a, a beard thing happening when they're younger. Um, yeah, everybody's different. And, you know, and there's... Yeah, it's just a shorthand for whatever the thing that's really embarrasses you when you're a kid. Someone pointing it out and you really trying to fix it. And then just, you know, that not being yourself is never the answer. And, uh, and it was devastating. I mean, that, like, you definitely... You don't always need that origin story. And I think it even plays with sort of like, no one knows why Grinch, you know, that's in the original book you know why he doesn't like christmas but then they like sort of answered anyway like tight shoes small heart but this gives a little origin story that i think is very effective it's simple and effective and we get to see like chucky grinch which that's how i that's how i think the, the like sort of kid grinch is sort of chucky and then the baby one is terrifying though like that reminds <laughs> me of the baby in like the dinosaurs uh yeah it was like the baby yoda that's what it was like it was cute and... but not in a cute way like i don't know like i was it scared me uh like uh, <laughs> um but the grinch has some terrifying like it actually he's introduced sort of like a horror movie like the kids on the mountain being like uh, there's no grin blah blah, blah. It's, it's such a horror movie trope thing and I, I really liked that intro um and then we see max who is the the other unsung hero of the movie which i looked up the dog by the way it's played by a dog named kelly yeah uh but no other credit i was like max is great i was just like this guy needs a dog oscar Oscar, what what do they get? Um, but a gold plated milk bone? I don't know. Sure, yeah, but that might be bad because they might just chew it and fuck up their teeth, you know. Like, um, but yeah, I, I, I'm with you actually. Like on the sort of the Momsen 
carry. Like they had great chemistry and that was a dynamic I really liked. And and I think yes, Carry is really good just playing off himself and I and a dog. But like I think that sometimes there was too much of it. Uh because yes, he's just so naturally funny and ridiculous, but it's also like, yeah, I sort of want him to be off of Cindy Lou Who, who's so good. Like yeah, the male scene and then the scene on the top of the mountain are really the only Oh yeah, and I guess she comes to invite. That's three. I mean, at least we get three. But like, yeah, and then uh, the I guess the when he's taking everything at the, the end, you know, the Santa Claus. Oh yeah, part. yeah, that one where it's just like she seems so smart the rest of the movie, but that one she doesn't. Yeah, that's yeah. She didn't realize that. Yeah, that's I got that too. Yeah, and that's and that's I think she plays this character was so fearlessly as you know when you see her going down the trash dump she said she's laughing and giggling and having fun with it you know um and she climbs up all the way to the uh the mountain by herself i mean her parents obviously had needs to have him some issues they have some neglect with their kids a little bit bill letting the kids yeah. go up mountains well bill Irwin's overwhelmed the, the post office like how is he, he he's probably working 24 7 there <laughs> Why do they need to send anything? They all live like within a block of each other. Like, what are we doing? Like, is there another Whoville down the street? Dude, man, all you what? You think it's just us? Whoville government is not great. Have you met the mayor? <laughs> oh yeah, no, he's corrupt as fuck. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Clint Howard needed to uh, get that guy. Um, it's always oh, Clint Howard plays one of the best kiss asses I've ever seen. I mean, but he was great. You're giving him a lot of credit for how little he's in the movie. I mean, um, he is. What do you mean? He's behind Tambor in every scene. Oh, yeah. No, I know. But okay, yeah. You were auditioning to be the kiss ass in Ron Howard's next movie with that. <laughs> <laughs> that was really funny. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I really enjoy this. I, I hadn't seen it since I think I saw it in theaters. Like, I mean, I, I've seen it, you know, scenes and things, but I, I don't. Um, there's, you know, there's a few Christmas movies I rewatch, but I normally, like, I'm not you or most people that watch sort of the same movie over and over, except for a couple that we'll talk about. But so this one, I think was the second time, only the second time I had watched it all the way through. I had definitely seen, you know, many a scene. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, I mean, the message still works and. Yeah, we all have our Yuletide doubts, you know, everybody goes through that. Yuletide Doubts is a great album. It's, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I wrote that down. I just wrote Yuletide Doubts. I feel like we it's all It's such a great that. line, yeah. I mean, we all have Yuletide Doubts every year, and this year is, like, I feel like even more, but we can save the sad shit for a little bit. Um, or, I mean, I don't know. I wanted to talk about the song. Like, this felt like the next On My Own, like, uh, that we'll, like, love. You know, Where Are You Christmas? I love this song. Yeah, tell, you know, go go beat by beat. Give us the- Okay, well let's 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 uh I did a little deep dive actually into the soundtrack, which I I never have. And I didn't realize that I guess I never just really listened to it, but Jim Carrey is is singing The Grinch and that's on the soundtrack and it's a gr- it's it's actually a good version. He does a very, you know, uh, a good version of singing the Grinch song. And then he does a uh a rap called Grinch 2000 with him and Busta Rhymes. What? Yeah. I'm telling you, if go, it's on Spotify, check out the soundtrack. Up right now, Aaron, give us a little live taste. Ooh, a live taste. This is a flip mode squad, Jim Carrey collabo. Now. Uh, hallelujah. Kids hit this. Come on. 
while I'm lacing and trying to prepare this for y'all. Oh, well, I got a story to tell about a dude I met once miserable as hell. And how grouchy he was, and how slouchy he was. And when he talked, you smell his breath, and how frowsy he was, and how drowsy he was. And if you daydream, I'll give you a pitch. Now let me tell you about Mr. Grinch. Was that even in the movie? Like, I don't even remember that happening. Was I don't good? think so. I, 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 I don't think so. Oh, Bare Naked Ladies? Um, ben Folds? Um, the most 2000s. Uh, yeah, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, but anyway. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a collabo. Uh, Flip Mode Squad. Check it out. Um, and then you have, of course, the classic Faith Hill, Where Are You Christmas? Oh, she, and it's just, oh, yeah, yeah. Does she do the one in the credits? That's, I think that is what, yeah. Yes. Yes, and, and, and also on the soundtrack is the version of, of Taylor Momsen singing that little, the song during the movie. And, you know, where are you, Christmas? Why can't I find you? Where have you gone away? My world is changing. I'm rearranging. Does that mean Christmas changes, too? Yeah, it does. It does. And I think, you know, it's just, you have to, it, it does. And sometimes you have to just, you know, get a plastic tree. It happens. Yeah, I made Lily throw away her plastic tree. <laughs> <laughs> or, or I was just like, you know, we don't, like, when we were, when we moved and we didn't have a lot of storage, I was just like, yeah, no. <laughs> um, but, she, you know, all the things she's made me throw away, I felt like, you know, it's okay. Um, <laughs> we, we still have like a small like sort of plastic yeah it's sort of sad we still don't have like enough room to have like a real tree so yeah I, I, I'll miss that this year normally yeah if you're come home or really family house but yeah we're just at the apartment this year but it's sort of the same thing as Thanksgiving it's just like this is an opportunity to figure out what's really important in that meaning of Christmas if anything a lot less noise now right like we're not i mean we're, we're kind of like the grinch in his cave though going insane uh like that to me felt like us in quarantine a little bit um but yeah i don't know like it doesn't the holiday's still here and it's if you make you, can, you choose what to make of it right yes no it, christmas is what you make of it and you know you gotta make christmas cookies and drink the nog and you know have fun and just you know and and try, yeah, you got to try to make the best of it. You can't be Charlie Brown. I mean, we can't, I think, well, we can be, you know, like, I think we have to, you know, we're going to be Charlie Brown some days, you know, for all, you know, 12 days of Christmas, you're not going to be Molly Shannon. Um, or that's what you know. No, what yeah, it's, yeah, of course, like, we all have our Yuletide doubts and we just have to, for, you know, and remember the meaning of Christmas. What is the The meaning of Christmas? It, it means. Well, it is technically the the birth of Christ, and <laughs> and it, you know we're celebrating the birthday of Christ, and That's you know the Christmas that we're talking. <laughs> but it's it's about you know just being good and being nice and having faith, and, and and just believing that things can be good again, and remembering you know things of the past and being with family and friends. Christmas is all about? Sure, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Lights, please. 
And there were in the same country shepherds, abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And they were sore afraid, and the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. That's what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown. Yeah, I think, yeah, it's, it's you know, Christmas doesn't come from a store. It's a little bit more. Uh, you know, and it's it's the meaning of Christmas is yeah I think it's the people who we share our lives with those are who is important and it's not the gifts not the yes all the other stuff around Christmas is great the cookies the songs the movies decorations and I mean I think that's part of it but it really is just sort of a it does feel like a time where we can all unite for something even though it does have the sort of religious sort of connotation or it did but i think you know i think we're we can sort of it, i think it transcends it at this point and, and i know it's more like uh pc to say happy holidays or whatever but i and i understand that um so it's sort of i think it's the same thing the meaning of hanukkah the meaning of all these things it's still that same thing like what brings us together and that's why we that's why holidays are such a big deal and people are like being blind to COVID is because they like feel like, oh God, no, they can't take this away, or oh, we can't not do this. Um, but we just have to be creative. Um and you know, it doesn't just mean Zoom. Um I don't I don't know. Like what are you what are you doing this year, Aaron? I mean I know yeah, what are you doing? I have no clue. We may cancel. We can't cancel Christmas. Where'd we go? Oh no. Uh the Nor'easter's coming um yeah no we're we're tbd at the moment we've had we uh it seems like a lot of people are canceling well we're gonna have family visiting is that what you meant yeah we were gonna have just you know my my usual like my godparents come over and i was there for thanksgiving and everybody's fine and but i don't know now it's kind of getting worse and i don't know we'll see yeah well i mean yeah it's hard to like want to be in the bubble you want to be safe yeah all the rules and you don't want to, you know, the, the surest way to ruin Christmas is someone getting sick. Like that's, yeah. I would much rather just like have a phone call um, or share a movie. Yeah, we gotta, you gotta figure out what's the best safe way to do it at this point. Um, are you, so you're making Nog this year? Yeah, I got some Nog. I, uh, you know, I'm gonna, got the prime rib, the roast. Uh, so was uh, your, when you made a prime rib earlier, that was your uh, practice run? Yeah, the test run, yeah. Yeah. Smart, yeah. Um, so you got the prime rib, you got the nog. See, I, so you have a plan. It's just the family, you know. But like, yeah, you'll be. Your I family. have a plan. It's a, I don't really. Whatever else is everybody's doing, but I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> I I can eat prime rib by myself and watch Home Alone over again. I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fair enough. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think that's. Nice. I'm like I'm like a, a happy version of the Grinch. Like I'm happy being alone. I'm fine. I don't want your COVID. Stay home. I've got my prime rib. I'm good. 
good. Aaron's got his prime rib. Um, yeah, I'll sing the songs, but don't come near me. You'll sing the songs? Is that what you said? Yeah. Uh, what songs? Let's let's do it. Or did you want? Oh, talk- we want to do this. We wanted to. Okay. The original Grinch. Did you want to talk about the new Grinch? Um, um more like I mean I think this really is like Taylor Momsen's other than the Pretty Reckless I would put it number two like I mean yeah I think she would too like she put Gossip Girl below it and then she had great moments in Gossip Girl as well but this feels more like no as for as for, as a child actor she I, I think she just really had this innate feeling and understanding of this character and it really comes out in her performance yeah uh, I, I don't I don't be- I I it's hard for me to believe that they were feeding her the words superfluous and kerbobble. I feel like they had to make her understand them because she, she said them with understanding. I feel like she, she probably did understand it. Like, I think she yeah. seemed very, like she's just an intelligent, like, yeah. So I, I it's just, it's, it's, a, it's a great performance and, and a, and a very well written character and it's an underrated movie and it's a fun, it's just a fun kids movie. And with an adult humor and you get high watch the grinch have some cocoa drink some nog enjoy the holidays there we go that was brought to you by aaron um, um and now it's for the other grinches listen you're never gonna do better than the original grinch it's 24 minutes it's in there it's great Marloff, oh, so good as the narrator and grinch um, that, yeah and that version of the song is obviously the best and yes I mean, Jim Carrey's is good, but I thought it was sort of a little bit kind of like the movie and that it was just a little bit much. Like, I was like, ah. We yeah, and, I, and that's why I think it went with the movie. So, yeah, it was yeah. definitely much and it went with the movie. And um, the original is, 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 is great. And when you watch the original and then after watching this, you, you kind of like, okay, I don't know what more Ron Howard could have done to really expand on it. This is really it. There's nothing more you could have done. Yeah, you know? watching the original afterwards made me appreciate Ron Howard's movie more because it it was sort of like, you know, it, it really, there wasn't a lot about the who's there kind of in the world and like all those sets in the world that they built. It, it was very bare bones, like seeing the town and even the, the who's sort of costumes and even their look. Uh, I mean, it's, you know, it's just straight out of the Dr. Seuss book, but they, I think they sort of took it and run, ran with it. And I felt like that's sort of the best way to do that adaptation. So yeah, I it, I didn't expect that honestly to watch the original and be like, oh wow, it made me. Not only did I really like the original, but it made me appreciate, yeah, the Ron Howard. Yeah, yeah, I I'm telling it's 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 a it's a it's a different movie when you're older, you know. It really is. It it I, I it is a kids movie, but I think it's more geared towards grown ups a little bit. The writing is geared towards grown ups. Um, is that one part where, like. The mayor, like, it's the dog's ass. That was that yes, was super disturbing, and like that was like very adult. Just <laughs> like, wait, why is that here? Uh, like they just cut away when they just put like, well, they just it was just Max, right? Yeah, and and Max is, and then he's like sliding on the floor. Yeah. yeah. Oh God, yeah, and Max made the like the classic cartoon noise of like, yeah, when you get something, put, yeah. Uh, and then um, after the the holiday cheersmeister scene. Um, he's trying to get that little cab and he says, you know, cause I'm green and it's just, it's things like that, that kids aren't going to get that are funny, that are very dry and just go with that, that work within the script and the scene. I agree. Okay. 
Um, um, yeah. So, uh, but did you end up seeing the the new Grinch? I watched a little bit of it, uh, maybe like ten minutes. I just it wasn't for me. What? Uh, who is? Remind me who the voice of the Grinch was. It was uh, Benedict Cumberpatch. Yeah, is that his name. Yeah, Doctor Strange. Yep. And uh, um, yeah, I don't know. It just, it, it, I, I don't know. It just didn't look very interesting. And it's like after seeing the other two, it's like, do I really need another one? Um, and I, I don't know. Their their take on it just wasn't for me. I think. Um, I and I did check out the musical. Um, with uh Matthew Morrison on NBC. Uh, it's okay. It's all right. Um, I saw the musical when it was at the Pantages about a decade ago, and Max was played by John Larroquette, who, if you've never seen uh, Night Court, check that show out. It's streaming somewhere, probably. <laughs> and, and I remember I, I, I went with my family, and I'm like, I don't know if I want to go. You know, like, is it going to be a sing-along? And my mom's like, you can't, you're not, there's no sing-along. And when we got there, so when they did the Grinch song, He's like, get up, everybody, and sing. And it was a sing along for the Grinch song. It's great. Oh, but you you were you were there for it when the sing along. Yeah. Well, that's nice. Once you get in there, then I, I like that that it was just bringing people together like that, um, sort of a way, like contagious, like a big theater. Yeah, I think especially for like especially something for like people already know that song, you know, and they they know the Grinch story. I think that you have to have you would have to make that a, a sing along part. Well, people are going to sing along with it anyway. Right. It's How can they not? You know, thematic with the movie too, of bringing people together, and probably the audience is sort of like more members of Whoville, right? That's sort of yeah. Like how it, I bet you. The who, yeah, the, the 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 dancers, the who dancers came down the aisles. Yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. It's like when they're doing the the song around the tree, but that's like what you are in the audience, and that's you know, that's why you go to art to feel connected to that. So it's nice, to sort of included part of it. Um, I wish I had seen John Larroquette as Max. That's that. Who was Grinch in that version? I don't. I I don't remember. I don't think it was a big star as Grinch. I think it, they wanted to really have that Larroquette on that on that banner. Well, I'm sure it was someone pretty big, but I mean, yeah, Matthew Morrison. Like, I mean, I, you know, I'm a glee glee head. I watched the show, but I always thought he was sort of boring. That yeah, he his Grinch was kind of boring. And that's when I was, it was a little boring. And like, um, I forget who plays Max in this one, uh, but he wasn't that, he was kind of, it was all kind of boring, you know? Wait, who was Max? I forget, I think it's Dennis O'Hare, I think that's his name. Oh, uh, oh interesting, yeah. Um, so it's sort of like a, a Ryan Murphy Grinch. Uh, okay, okay. Interesting. I mean, Dennis O'Hare's been in a million things, uh, but like, that's definitely an action horror story. Um, but yeah, Matthew Morrison just isn't, you need someone weird, I think, French. Like, yeah, you do. Yeah. It worked actually too. Um, but him as a dog is perfect. That's like, that's probably an actor's dream just to be an animal. Like you hear a lot of different actors talk about animals as their sort of inspiration. Like actually speaking of Jim Carrey, I was watching inside the actor's studio episode and he, he was talking about Ace Ventura and that that of being a bird is that was what inspired the character in almost every way. Like what he wore, the hair, how he... Okay. Then when he said he met with Anthony Hopkins, and Anthony Hopkins said, yeah, he, he was inspired by uh, crocodile animals there. Uh, you know, stuff like that. Um, so yeah, John Larroquette is a dog. Down for it. 
great. It's just like acting. One, it's like what you do in your first acting class. Like I've, I, like I've even had that. At, like where? Like, yeah, be an animal. Get on the ground to be an animal. Yeah, exactly. And the make guy, noise. My my teacher was just like you know like telling the classic like Marlon Brando story of him being like <laughs> laying an egg on stage and everyone being God, you know like uh, and it's just like oh well thanks you told us that before now we can't like I don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we'll get the Marlon Brando no one will get there but we'll try um, but uh, yeah. Let's. Oh, I, my last note is that it felt like there was a little bit of Deadpool in here. You know, the talking to the camera thing. Um, oh, breaking the fourth wall. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, Ferris Bueller. Yeah. Yeah, Deadpool didn't create it. Yeah, Ferris Bueller way before it, and like it's been in art since like basically the beginning. But yeah, Woody we, Allen. We just did it. say it's Deadpool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, it's Andy's only references are Marvel movies. That's not true. <laughs> <laughs> You're in Star Wars, basically. Great, <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, all owned by Disney. Um, terrific. Uh, okay, so yeah, I I saw the new Grinch, but I saw it at work. I actually kind of liked it, but I didn't. It didn't. I saw it well, like ten years, twenty years removed from watching it. So like, it was it was not fresh, but it was like, oh okay, I haven't seen them. If I'd watch it all in one week, I think I'd feel the same way. I'd be like, Christ, why do I have to watch the Grinch uh, version? Uh, and yeah, it's sort of the same. It's like Illumination, right? Which is like the minion yeah. thing. And I felt like it had a little whiff of that, which that's not. I, I really liked Despicable Me 1. And then I feel like after that, I'm after like, that, yeah, I, I didn't see it. Uh, and then the minions felt like they took over the world. And, like, can't handle it. Like, we can only handle Gossip Girl. All right. That's that's where I stop. That's it. That's it. That's, I stop at those minions. Yeah. And that's our that's our tease for next week. Uh, Ooh. There you go. Uh, or the week after. Or, or the um, week after. I forget. Yeah, it's, that's right. It's New Year's, our New Year's special. But Aaron, you've been you've been sending me playlists. All right, all right. You want to do songs or movies first? What do you want to do first? Of course, Aaron. Aaron, you're the you're the you're the holiday cheermeister. <laughs> all right. Let's cause you know what? The best way uh to spread Christmas cheer is to sing Christmas songs for everyone to hear. So let's start with song. Okay. Okay. This is my top five in no particular order, really. But these are my top five. I couldn't. It was hard. It was really hard to get here. So make these in order. It was being so hard. Do you, do you uh, want to go back and forth or do you want to do five and I do five? Um, I guess we could. Yeah, go five and five. Um, yeah, we'll go five. You could and, and you could rip me apart and then you can do your five and rip you apart. Yeah. Rip you apart. This is Christmas. Okay. You rip me apart like, like, a, like a present. Open me up. <laughs> you are. Oh, you're practicing. You're rapping. <laughs> all right all right here we go um last christmas the original wham version okay and then i have uh christmas you know baby please come home that christmas and i think it's gonna be uh i couldn't uh, we'll, we'll talk about the versions we'll talk about the different versions of that song um and now <laughs> <laughs> we'll discuss we'll discuss, we'll discuss. <laughs> Let's go through the list first. Okay. Let's go through the list. And then uh, Come All Ye Faithful. And then uh, Good King Wences. I love a Good King Wences. Love it. And then uh, Christmas All Over Again, the Tom Petty song. Wow. Okay. That's, so that's the five? That's the five. Nice. That's the five. Talk to me. What, what do you think? What do you... Okay. Uh, I have one of those on my, on my five. And I think I, I gave it away probably on the spot. But um, 
Do you have a guess on what it was in case I wasn't obvious? Um, I'm going to say last Christmas. You'll be right. Um, and then, yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I honestly don't, I mean, I've heard the Tom Petty song, but I don't know it really. I, I, I needed a, an Aaron, uh, I, I should have listened to the five before, like, instead of like this, where now I'm like, uh, yeah, <laughs> they're all great. <laughs> yeah. Um, I we did listen to the Leighton Meester version of, uh, Christmas baby, please come home. Um, yeah, how did you like that? I, it wasn't for me. Um, I didn't mind it because, like, I'm not as familiar. Like, honestly, I'm not a huge Christmas music guy. I know that may be sacrilegious in this episode, but like, I like, <gasps> I like it, but I don't, I don't listen to it nonstop. Like, I feel like a lot of people do. Yeah, only for a month though. It's one month out of the year. It's nonstop. One month out of the year. That's a lot. Um, but yeah, I, I like to, I like to be surprised by it. I like to sort of, uh, I don't force it. You know, when it comes to me. Uh, which happens, and that's sort of what Christmas music does. Um, but yeah, I think maybe sometimes I can be a little Grinch on it in terms of like I just like sort of want to. It's it's almost like controlling that input again of like it feels like I'm getting too much noise from Whoville, and I sort of want to you know I I want I wish I put the headphones on like want to sort of block it out a little bit because I don't always want it coming at me. You should put the headphones on with Christmas music. There you go. Like they'd be back, yeah my own or whatever. Um, I'm surprised you didn't have a little Mariah Carey in there. I, I, I thought that would be like right up your alley. But yeah, I mean, I think that's too easy. Number one to have it. Everybody's got that in there. And then I really just I kept listening and I kept thinking I just, you know, I just I, it was there for a while. It was it was I thought about it. But then, you know, I, I just no. it was too, everybody has it. Yeah, it's in my it's in my runner up. But um, but yeah, I feel it's like- an audible mention. Yeah, exactly. It's an honorable mention category. I feel like a lot of them, I sort of, with songs and even movies, I was sort of like, oh yeah, that would be the cool choice, or that's the like the right choice. But it's like, but I was trying to be honest and being like, no, like what are actually the ones that I listen to or find myself singing all the time? Uh, yeah, that's how like every like I, I would hear a song. I'm like, you know what? I know this song way better. I listen to this one a lot more. So yeah, it would move up. Yeah, exactly. So which version of Baby, please come home. Should I be? Like- I think um um probably the original version. I forget who sings it. Um, uh, but I also like uh the Lady A version and um the Eagles version. Ooh, okay. Um, and then on uh, King Wences, what was your? Um. Well, I love the classic, like you know, the choir version. He's um, I, I the uh, in uh, Muppets Christmas Carol, they kind of sing it there, and then um, if you know Love Actually, Hugh Grant sings it at the door to the little kids. Oh yeah, 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 of course. And then um, but I recently found a Mel Torme version, which is the Velvet Fog, and I don't know why they call him that, but it's this jazz version that's just great, and you should all listen to the Mel Torme Christmas Jazz album. Yeah, I didn't even know who this guy was, but I, I, I saw the like album cover and I was just like, oh, I love Um So, yeah, I think I will listen to that whole, whole album. Um, but I wanted, to, I wanted you to build the case for me on air before I did it. Um, and if, yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. Definitely listen to it. And then uh, Come All You Faithful. It's, 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 it's a great song. It is, you know, about everybody coming to have faith in in christmas and uh i I think it stuck with me because it it it's the song um you know mrs brady sings in the brady christmas episode 
when she loses her voice and she can't sing at church. And so Cindy asks Santa for her mom's voice back. And then, you know, some like 20 years later, uh, they do the very Brady Christmas and Mike gets stuck in a mine. And then they all sing, come all you faithful. And he climbs out at the end and you're just crying. Oh, I didn't realize there was like a sort of like a old yeller part of that movie or not old yeller. Sorry. What's the lassie? Like they fall down the well. (laughs) Yeah. 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 But it works. That's that's great. Um, Well, all right. I'm into, I'm into your five. I like it. Uh, I don't know. I'm not going to rip apart your five. Yeah. No, I do that all the other time. Not at Christmas. Um, But like, you're going to hate my five probably. Um, What are your five? Bring it on. Thank you. Um, let's see. Well, so for me, there's going to be a lot of this movie in my, in my list, but, uh, there's always tomorrow by Janet Orenstein is a song from Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Uh, and it was hard to pick one song from that Rankin and Bass stop motion special. The original? Is that what we're talking about? Original. Uh, Okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's my number one movie. I'll just play it right now. Because it has, okay. I'll talk about why, because it has a big impact on my life. But like Silver and Gold by Burl Ives, A Holly Jolly Christmas, were a couple of misfits. Like those are songs, like I sing those songs to myself more than any of the other songs on the list. But There's Always Tomorrow, I think is my favorite thematically. Just has that, it's, I mean, it's There's Always Tomorrow for Dreams to Come True. Tomorrow, not far away. Like, I mean, that's what the whole song is basically giving hope. And like, okay, your dreams can come true tomorrow, if not today. Um, which I think sometimes I fall in the trap of looking to the future when you're present. But I still really like that. Um, and then number four, Vince Garaldi Trio, Christmas Time is Here. Uh, yeah. I, I, uh, Bomb was also great. But, um, but yeah, Christmas Time is Here. I think I listened to both right before, like the vocal one and just the instrumental. They're both so good. I think I do like that choir. I like a good choir in there too. And sort of you get the marriage of both. So that would be, yeah, Christmas time is here. Number three, this one, it's sort of like every version of 12 Days of Christmas. It's super annoying. And that's sort of the point. Like this is the song where I do have that like Christmas uh, insanity thing. And it's because with my friends, we would, like I've karaoke with that, like for that song with friends multiple times. Also, like whenever I come home, it's always Christmas time. So it's sort of, it's always in the car when we're playing. We have like a Christmas playlist and that's one of the, one of the main two, which the next one is the other one. But yeah, I just, it's a really fun song. There's also the brewery does a, a 12 beers of Christmas type thing. They named after them. They're not as good as the song itself, but I, I really, like, it's another layer to that. Um, but yeah, I just think it's a ridiculous song and fun to sing. Yeah. Li- I like lists. So that's like a song basically. of. <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then number two is Wham's Last Christmas. There you go. And that's the other one that I would sing with my my bestie Ryan a lot. Um, so yeah, like these are the songs that had some sort of emotional significance. The ones from yeah made it on the list. You know, I like. You know, it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. A lot. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Andy Williams, but like I do sing those. And by singing, I really like know like two lines of all these songs. Like I'm not. <laughs> I just sing those over and over. That's I'm that guy. Okay, um, Andy, you got to sing the whole song. You got to sing loud for everyone to hear. You got to listen, man. Spread cheer, not COVID. Well, yeah, exactly. Um, All right, and, but you're not singing loud enough. You got to sing louder. 
I mean, back at you, buddy. Um, but, you. But, you know, no one wants to like, I got enough to know the words first. <laughs> um, but my number one is Bing Crosby's white Christmas. It's, that one is like, my dad like hates Christmas music. And that's the one album that he puts on every Christmas. Uh, and that's my favorite on got it. Can't go wrong with Bing. Um, you can't you can't th- all those songs were on my my list too but yeah they it's t- it, it was tougher this is you want a top five i gave you top five yeah. but yeah i love like charlie brown christmas is that's great those are that's great we know i love wham yeah white christmas i love white christmas i was watching white christmas last night it's a great film did you know i think white christmas was actually written for holiday inn not white christmas. look it up pretty sure it's a trivia question it- got me wrong no I, I think you might be right but like oh, no, i am right <laughs> but um but both both movies are good um i recommend yeah holiday Inn and white christmas are yeah you on either of them on your on your movie list we can segue there i don't um no they are not but uh they're not on my you know well let's let's go with my my movie list um okay my number one top favorite movie a christmas movie is all i want for christmas it is a 1991 movie that no one really knows about or has ever seen. It's with Ethan Embry and Thora Birch. Uh, you've got Leslie Nielsen as Santa. Wow. And have you ever seen it? No. Where is it streaming, Aaron? You got you to gotta give these details. I don't know where it's streaming. You can't find it anywhere. I have an old DVD. I might have to buy a new one at some point. It's old. Uh, you might have to drop it off you might have to speaking of spreading holiday cheer you got to drop it off at yeah this is uh, lauren bacall um it's about it's 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 about a uh a, a girl who asked santa to bring her parents back together oh. and it's 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 a great and it's in new york and it's 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 a great film you have to see it um and then uh my number two is a muppet's christmas carol i just adore that movie you know, I saw it when I was a kid in the theaters, and it's it's stuck with me my whole life. It probably is the best Christmas Carol version. I that's like on my list for a rewatch this year. I can't wait because it's been a while, uh, and I oh. feel like I want to watch every version of Christmas Carol at some point. Like I saw a one man show of it, I think two years ago, and it was so good. It was a British guy, um, doing the whole thing. Uh, but anyway. Yeah, Muppets Christmas Carol is on Disney Plus. There is the Christmas Carol with Reginald Owen from like 1938 on HBO Max right now. It's great. Um, well, I haven't seen the Jim Carrey one, the stop mode, the the uh, the the one with the Robert Zemeckis Jim Carrey one. Have you yeah, seen that? That's like Uncanny Valley, sort of in the same polar. Experience. Yeah. Thing. Yeah, I, I don't. I mean, if I do say like want to watch all of the versions, I guess I have to watch that one. You have to watch that one. Yeah. That one I don't want to watch. Um. Okay, and then uh, on uh, my number three, Home Alone Two: Lost in New York. Yeah. This is this is controversial, I know. Above Home Alone One. Yeah, I think. <laughs> I mean, it's a great movie. That actually, I did see like this week, so uh, you know, I'm not going to argue with you. <laughs> like, it's a great movie. It's it might be better than the first one, but I, I listen. The first one, the 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 final battle scene, you can't beat that. I know that, but I think two, as for a movie, just might be better. I I don't I disagree because like the whole premise like of two is 
sort of map the same one over in New York. And it does a lot of its clever things are nods to the first one. It's sort of like, it's the most, like it, it basically follows the same beats, some of the same jokes, same references. It does it in a very, very clever and smart way, which I think, and, and I think that's actually really hard to do. So I can see, I can see that argument, but I also like, it just like is so beholden to the first one that for me, it doesn't, I don't know if I could rank it above, but like, I also just love that. Right? It's just, a, yeah, it's just a good movie. Um, yeah, I told you, it's controversial, very controversial. Um, and then, uh, of course, A Christmas Story. I mean, I just, I've loved this movie since I was a kid. I think I, I was in the hospital one Christmas, like during Christmas time, and I saw, that's the first time I saw it, I watched it on TV. So, and then, you know, I just, I just enjoy to have it on TBS during the whole day in the background, you know? Um, it's, it's, you know, it's your try out, kid. It's great. I, you were in a hospital on Christmas? Huh? Um, like during Christmas time, not on Christmas, but like during Christmas time. That, yeah, that, that is like one of those nuggets of like why that movie impacts, you know, because of like where you watched it, when you watched it, how it feel. That's yeah, great. That was your number four? That actually? Yeah. And then uh, last but not least, uh, the, the in, incomparable classic, National Lampoon, Christmas Vacation. Wow. I mean, you just can't beat it. You can't beat it. It's it's tough to beat. Like it's it's Chevy Chase. It, it, you know it's it's you know Johnny Galecki. What, what do you why Beverly D'Angelo? <laughs> You're a huge Johnny Galecki. <laughs> Love the Galecki. I, I yeah. I'm actually not surprised you didn't put Die Hard on there. Like I thought maybe you would. I you know, they were they were all, it was tough, man. It was I had you know. I, do I want to put Die Hard, Batman Returns, yeah, Gremlins? It was it really was tough for me, but I I was going for pure Christmas that you know I only watch in the month, you know, because I could watch like Gremlins and Batman Returns anytime, Die Hard anytime. But you, you it's weird watching Home Alone two in July. <laughs> no, I think I, I'm with you because like there were a few like Kiss Kiss Bang Bang is another one. And, but yeah, but I was also like, yeah, those are just like ones you say to be cool. Like, I, like that's sort of what I was referring to where I was like, I mean, I love Batman Returns and I referenced it earlier in terms of Grinch, but like, I also haven't seen it like 15, oh, 10 years or something. And it's not like a movie I think about a lot. So like, I don't, I think that's sort of like trying to be cute with the list more than like true. Um, but, but yeah, I think. Because, yeah, Die Hard is in my sort of honorable mention as well, because I felt like, I, I mean, the movie's great, but I feel like I'd be sort of a poser to put it on there, because I definitely am not, like, Die Hard, Die Hard fans. Uh, so, um, yeah, I got it. I, I was tossed, uh, you know, I was at a toss-up for Home Alone, Lost in New York, and a Charlie Brown Christmas as my number five. Um, I mean, I guess Charlie Brown Christmas isn't necessarily a movie, it's a special, but, like, I'm gonna my number one is a special, so whatever. <laughs> um, okay. All right, so we're putting specials in now. Okay. Well, I mean, <laughs> no, no, no. It's okay. Uh, you wouldn't have probably put it in, uh, or maybe you would have. Uh, but like, your five felt like pretty locked in. Uh, and I'm, I'm yeah, yeah. For all I want for Christmas, like that, to me, like an underrated gem I've never heard of, with like an awesome cast. Like that's what I'm down. For. Like, oh, it's so good! It's so good. I remember I we I saw it when I was a kid in the theaters. Yeah, I I, I remember I saw it at the Century City Mall when I was a kid with my family. Great movie. Great mall. Um, still 
it's hopefully still it'll be it's still, it's, be around i guess it's an outdoor mall so we should be okay oh there we go um so yeah i think i think i will actually i'll put charlie brown as the runner-up because i think i think home alone lost in new york had a bigger impact on me as a kid because i i literally had the talk boy which is such a stupid thing because like you just get a recorder for like oh i always wanted one of those yeah no my parents got me a talk boy and like i love the like the uncle frank scene where he's singing like i love it. <laughs> I, that was a thing that I sang, but I did it wrong. Like, I thought he was like, I want to do the cooler or something is what he was saying. Like, I didn't know the song, but I would just like, kept saying that to the point where like, I think my dad and I still like reference the fake version of the song. Um, and then, yeah, I had the talk boy for sure. So, um, and like you said, it just, it is a very, very smart sequel. But like, sort of, I think it even amps it up a little bit it's almost like in the too much category, but like Home Alone is a cartoon. Like that's what it is. Uh, like they'd be dead a million times, of course. Yes, it, it's it, yes, it is a cartoon. Yes. So, uh, but it's the best. And Macaulay Culkin is just like his acting. Speaking of child actors, it's like he's on like a he's on the Mount Rushmore, but like it's almost like him all four like faces. <laughs> uh, you know, maybe we can give like Mickey. No, I don't. Know. Um, but yeah, so Home Alone, Boston, New York. I'll make that five. And then number four is a movie I know you haven't seen, and I bet you probably know, none of our audience has seen. It's called Black Christmas. And it is oh, a- it's the one with the girls in the sorority house. Yeah, but it's not the new one. It's it's a it's it's a nineteen fifty nine or early no nineteen seventy one directed by Bob Clark. It was okay before Halloween, before Mike Myers, before John Carpenter. But like, it is one of the first. Sometimes people say it's the first slasher film. Uh, and it's set around Christmas. And it's at a sorority house, yes, and like it's it's terrifying, but really, really, really good. Um, I, Is it streaming anywhere? Uh, I know it's on Shutter, but I think you can find it. You can find it somewhere else, I think, as well. But there, I think I saw the one. Wasn't there one like like five years ago too, or like ten years ago? Yeah, no, no, like even less than that. It was last year, I think, it came out. They did a re- no, but I think there was another one. I know there was one last year, but I think there was also another one too, okay. like before. I think that actually checks out. That sounds familiar. But yeah, I, I don't know either of those versions. I just know this one's really good. Okay. They're Bob Clark film, sort of. Yeah, he's a weird guy. Um, but like the voice acting on that, to me, felt like the most. I mean, I think, you know, like the call and scream. And like, that's obviously an echo of other movies. But like the phone call in Black Christmas, to me, felt like the original. And it was like the guy who does the voice of the killer was just so creepy. I thought it was like the best voice actor. I've seen it has been so and I'm a big horror guy so we can marry we can marry horror and Christmas because I mean there is scary things about Christmas as we you know Grinch had yeah. those too so I think it can be a dark time so that that's where that goes and I've only seen that one once but like it had such an like it's in the Andy Hall of Fame I think all of these probably um <laughs> number three it's a wonderful life uh for time that one I actually haven't seen very many times either, and it's just like it's one that like I always want to see every year, but no one else like wants to go through it. <laughs> I guess is often great movie. Yeah, it is such a good movie. Um, so hopefully you're gonna watch that this year. And then number two is the first Home Alone. Uh, okay. Which yeah, I, I like. We don't need to say any reasons why. No, we don't. No, I I, ha- I listen. I had both of them on the list at some point too. Yeah, and then number one is the yeah the Rankin and Bass classic stop motion film rudolph the red and it was a childhood thing like i don't know 
it just sort of became more and more important. Important. Uh, important. Important. It's important, boss. We got to do it. <laughs> like it's, it's like it was for whatever reason the favorite special growing up for my family. Like a way that I connected with. Okay. I think I'm gonna watch it tonight. Okay. It's. I mean, I don't like. It's weird to me. Like, I feel like you sort of have to. A lot of these, you have to grow up with them to really appreciate it. But like, there's so much in it. Like, it's a very adult story about you know fitting in and Rudolph being the misfit. And I feel like every Christmas story, or so many, follow that same. Um, and and I, you know, I I think we all feel like misfits and alone and Rudolph and like Hermie the elf who wants to be a dentist. You know, it's such a weird but like clever thing. Like, you know, all these elves are forced into slavery to make toys but here's Hermie who wants to be a dentist and like that to me I also like you know you don't want to you don't want the world telling you what to be there uh, and I think and then also Yukon Cornelius is like prospector crazy guy who has the best lines in the movie and I dressed up as him hot for Halloween I want to say five or six no six years ago and that was the party that I met Lily and she met me in my element on Cornelius, which is like dyed my hair red. I'm, you know, wearing like a, you know, a prospector outfit, yeah. axe, um, or a pickaxe, and and yeah, whatever. Like she saw the sort of she saw the Christmas spirit in me even on, uh, you know, Halloween, and that, you know, I'm wearing Bumble pajamas now. I, you know, pilot that I'm riding has an abominable snowman in it, even though every movie now has one. So, but like Elf has so much. Rankin and Bass in it too. If like if you love Elf, that's where Rankin and Bass like it, it's they yes sued by Rankin and Bass. Uh, if you watch the holiday movies that make us on Netflix, so like Elf owes a lot to it, and, and and it's sort of like this movie that I feel like a lot of people secretly love. And Rankin and Bass is a weird stop. Like the stop motion animation, just like I just love it. Um, and it's such a unique sort of art form, different, like weird and bad special. That I've sort of been going. Like there's Nestor, they're done. Basically, a Rudolph ripoff about a, the donkey saves uh, Mary and Joseph, brings brings them to the uh, for you know for Christmas Day, basically, or uh, what it was called. Um, but but yeah, so like I, I feel like that has to be my, you know, uh, and I you know, that's the, that is the only one of on this list I watch every. Year. Uh, all the other ones I sort of rotate. Um, so yeah, I'll be watching that. Yeah, that's the. the That's no, it's a great list. Great list. Um, No, I love those specials. I love uh, the little drummer boy and Santa Claus coming to town. Um, Yeah, those are great. Uh, And I, I I also, I, I thought about putting Frosty the Snowman on there, the cartoon, the original. Oh yeah, you got it. Yeah, Frosty. Love Frosty. That was tough not to have on the list of songs. You know, I love Frosty. I, I thought about that one too because, like, it's. I mean. Even the Rudolph song, like they're so they're like not a great like. Well, they are a great songs because obviously they stick with us and they're so simple and fun. Like those are sort of the best of Christmas because, like you know, a kid knows, you know, and that's I think why we like Christmas because it brings us closer to. Yes, Christmas is for the kids. Well, and and it brings us to that that person who believed in. Yeah, to back to that that child that we were, just you know, for that little time again to realize the simplicities and just. The, the important things in life well i mean to me christmas like it felt magical and it still does like that feeling when you wake up it's like the most exciting feeling 
Uh, and I think when I was a kid, it definitely was sort of colored by gifts and my family very sort of, I think gifts are their love language. And now that I'm older, I feel a little bit uncomfortable about it. Um, but, but that, that, yeah, the feeling like I, you know, I, I wanted to believe Santa was real long after you know, I knew he wasn't. I hope I didn't spoil any podcast out there. I mean, that's, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, no, exactly. Santa is real. And I think that's actually the point. That is the meaning of Christmas. Because Santa is real. All you need to do is believe. It's the same thing as like fairies and book or, you know, anything. Like, and that's a great song too, the Josh Groban from the Polar Express. Believe. Um, it was really funny. Like, I think I was stoned and we were listening to just music on uh, just like a random sort of playlist on Spotify. And I like really liked this song. I didn't know what it was, and I shazammed it. It turned out to be Josh Groban, and I felt really sad. I was like, "Wait!" I was like, "I love Josh Groban." I felt like, but then I was like, "Wait, no!" I mean, he's he's a great singer. Yeah, it's not like John Tesh. No, I know, but it was just like it felt like such a like a white dude thing to do. Like, oh, I just like shazam Josh Groban. I don't know. I don't think that's it's not a bro thing. I think he's well, just an old man. Well, it's, it's an old man thing. Well, it's like I guess it's like a a white girl thing. I don't know who who is Josh Groban's audience. I just feel like he, you know, he is an old man thing. Actually, I feel like every old man guy just like loves Josh Groban. I think you're right. I think my dad, you know, really likes him in his ears. I think he's definitely talked about Josh Groban's ears. <laughs> yeah. See, there's a secret society of old men that they're called the Grobans. The girl. The Grobans. <laughs> uh, ooh, like, they have the yeah. Whoville type thing. Yeah. The, the, the Grobins. <laughs> oh, man. I, I want to, I can't wait whenever I get my card, you know, membership, the Grobins. <laughs> I just end enough songs, like, I'll get in uh, maybe early. Uh, I feel like my uncle who, like, lived in a retirement community before the age that he was like, <laughs> Um, all right. Well, I think I think we did it on the movies and the music. Yeah. Um, you want to do the Rushmore? We're doing the Rushmore. Yeah. I sort of. Yeah. Let's talk about. Like, I feel like there is still more to explore in the greater Gossip Girl. There universe. is. I think there's more to explore with Taylor too. I think there is. I, I feel like less maybe than you do, but um, but I, I I I also don't think I think there is one big one that we haven't discussed that is going to be on my Rushmore. That like that you haven't seen yet, and I know we've talked about it off off mic, so it won't be too much of a surprise. But I feel like there, we're 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 not completely done, and especially if we blow it out to beyond the path. But I think I think we've hit a lot of the major beats here. Um, but yeah, like where where are you at in your Mount Rushmore? Okay, all right. So my Rushmore is so far. Fourth on this one. Let's go back. And um, Let's yeah. Okay. Um. Okay. So of course I had to put you. I, I did as well. Like, I think, honestly, it might even be, if I had to rank them, it might be number one. I think it might be number one, yes. Yeah, it, it, it's, uh, yeah, and, like, if I'm, yeah, I'm also super excited for what they could do with that show. And it, it's sort I'm of- really excited for the new season. I, yeah, it's Penn's best work so far. And it's just, it's, a, it's a, just a well-written show. And I think out of everything that we've watched, you know, that uh, from the uh other stuff uh i think it's it is the best i also think like it sort of reignited our passion for this podcast right it was sort of the comeback thing that we yeah. started and we yes just got really into it and i think it sort of started the the gossip guys max version i mean we had been already going but that felt to me like oh yeah this is fun like i i want to keep 
doing this because we're I like exploring people like actors' careers and just finding the weird connections, weird shit uh, in there, and see if we can find that all I want for Christmas for everyone. Um, but yeah, you you would just it, it also works really well in comparison to Gossip Girl. It just feels like this nice uh, comparison. So yeah, you was on my record as well. Next up, okay. um, you know what? Let's go. Let's go with the sibling here. Uh, the Pretty Reckless. I gotta go with the Pretty Reckless. I'm chiseling it up there. I, yeah, I think I do too. Like I have a couple of alts, but like, I feel like you just got it. Like there's so much of the pretty reckless and there's just promise of more that to me. Yeah. Taylor, Taylor, you know, we're on tour with Taylor and she deserves that. And I think it's it's a, they're just a great band. They do great music. They know who they are. And I think they have a great following. Um, Yeah. I, 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 I think, when when you say Rushmore, I I'm I'm looking at a complete thing that is their best work that we've we've viewed, and and I think that is those two so far are the best works we've viewed from the the actors of of Gossip Girl. Absolutely, yeah, no, and that's a great way of looking at it. I, I don't know if I did it exactly that, but I think it kind of worked out that way anyway, uh, in my mind. So yeah, okay, awesome. Uh, and so two for two, we're both there. Okay, here this could this could be it. This could this could be we don't know. Uh I'm gonna go with the boys. Oh no, we're we're still three for three, baby. We're back. <laughs> oh, all right. Of course. The boys honestly is like jockeying with you as number one, uh, for me. Like I I just love it. Um Like yeah, the boys is a great show. Um I think it took a while for me to get into it, but I got into it and I, I you know, again, it's just it is, you know, the one of the best things that we viewed out of all the things and i think it just it had to be up there so far well and i think we had sort of the most difficult sort of arduous journey with chase and like we felt like we were with him like we saw his potential we were like frustrated with like the choices he made in the movies or just like what he was being given and then we just see then like it was like oh the answer we felt like we came to the end and it just like it felt like that sort of hero's journey we went on with chase and the boys was the answer uh so it felt it was very satisfying that perspective um, and also, just like you, it's like, there's more, which is fun. Yeah, there's more. Okay, all right, all right. For the last one, this could be it. This could ruin everything. Oh, this could... I'm, I, I, you, don't, you haven't seen the one that's my other one. <laughs> okay, all right. A simple favor. Oh, dang it. I actually forgot about that. that oh, <laughs> that's a really good choice. And, and I, it was either that or My Dinner with Andre. But I, oh. I, felt, I felt Wally Shawn was too far off. I thought we needed to go... The main cast for Mushroom. Yeah, I didn't even consider my dinner with Andre. If I had, it would be in my four because I just love that. I love that movie. That's an Andy Hall of Famer too. But yeah, I, I, I was thinking sort of, yeah, the main cast. Only. But I guess we've done an episode on it. So it maybe should be, why are we making rules? Who cares? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I didn't think of it or like I didn't consider it the same way. But A Simple Favor is such an underrated good movie. And you're right. I think that is the best play we've seen outside of Gossip Girl, or and probably including Gossip Girl. I think that was sort of it. It it's the one that had her best performance, and the one that me highlighted that w- there was much more there. Okay, wait. Can I guess your number four? Yeah. Single parents. No, no, it's not. Uh, single parents was in the alt. That and the town were alts, but like the town isn't because of Blake Lively. So I didn't feel like that. Yeah. Like she's 
good in it, but like, and maybe not even that great. I don't know. Um, I go back and forth on, but like, I still like it. It was a, it's an important movie in her, in her sort of career for sure. It's like the second act. Um, but no, it is uh, Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. Uh, that is my number four. Uh, I just okay, all right. That movie, and I'm excited for you. I just keep wanting to bring it up. And- you just really want me to watch it. Okay, all right. You got me to watch Green Lantern, so it'll happen. Well, yeah, it'll, it, you'll like it more than Green Lantern. I, I feel like I probably overhyped it. Like I honestly sort of now want to be like, just say a simple favor, not to like jinx it. I feel like I'm jinxing. It. <laughs> By putting it on the left one. No, no, it's good. We, have, we can't all think alike. If we all think alike, no one's thinking at all. Yeah, that's that's who said that. That uh, that the um, Bill Walton. I think that's Cindy Lou Who. Uh, <laughs> it was Winston Churchill, I think, actually. Oh, I like Bill Walton. I like that one. But I actually did hear Bill Walton say it first. Oh, really? Like, what did he say? Yeah. NBA? Like, no, he said that during like I'm talking like you know 20 years ago in a basketball game. He said yeah. that. That's where I heard that's it. That's great. Like, uh, yeah, Bill Walton. Um, a lot of a lot of Bill Walton heads listening. Tonight. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, I'm assuming it's tonight. Like you know, it feels like Christmas feels like a night time, even though Christmas morning. Yeah, it's it's getting dark earlier, and it's dark. It's just darker now. It feels like it's nine, but it's only like six. I don't know. True. Uh, yeah, it does that? You're right. Um, but that's kind of the magic of it. That's okay. Yeah, that's the magic. You can put the Christmas lights on. More night enjoy time. the tree. Yeah, more nighttime for the lights and for the cocoa. have some cocoa. Exactly. Uh, I just yeah, I like I like getting cozy. You know. I, that's, yeah. That's put the fun. put a fire on. We don't have a fireplace, but like if we did, we did in our old place. Although it was like you know, one of the it had a switch. It wasn't a real one. You know. Yeah. Um. Do you have a real one like with wood and stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. I uh. Do you, you gotta just uh, stream it? Give me a yule. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll Instagram live it the, the oh, Yule log, I'll do it. Yeah. the Davidian log. I don't think nobody wants to see that. Yeah, the Yule Yule tide doubts. that's a great line. It's such a great line. Oh, it is. I've been having tide doubts, um, and and we will continue to have Yule tide doubts. I think there's no fault right. this, um, but that is, I think, part of Christmas. The the melancholy is in there. Um, and it, but it's also why we celebrate. We need to celebrate the good thing, and that's each other, right? Um, yes. So, Aaron, Merry Christmas to you, and Merry Christmas to you, and Merry Christmas to everyone out there. Uh, we love you. Uh, we appreciate you, and we hope you're safe, happy this holiday season, whatever you celebrate. Uh, and yeah, we will be back after the new year. We're gonna. Uh, we don't want to spoil it. So we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll have some surprises. New Year's surprises. Yeah. Um, That's going to be the gift under the tree, but it'll be a little late because this one's our Christmas episode. So, um, yeah, I hope you enjoyed our Gossip Guys Christmas special. Where can the people find us if they need more, uh, if they're having Yuletide doubts? If you're having Yuletide doubts, you can find us at Gossip Guys Pod on uh, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. You can email us, us at gossipguyspodcast at gmail.com. You can tell me your Yuletide doubts at the worst. That is the W-U-R-S-S-T. And Andy, where can they find you? I'm at Wandering Green. Green with an E at the end. That's on Twitter and Instagram. And yeah, don't forget to rate us, subscribe, tell your friends. Um, yeah, that word of mouth is really the only way this gets out there.
Yeah, what are your favorite Christmas movies, guys? Tell us oh, in your yeah. songs. Look, what did we what did we fuck up? Because obviously we fucked up. That's what we do. But we fuck up for you, right? And, and, and yes, Aaron and I. Let's. That's what life is. All right, a series of fuck up. <laughs> yeah, you're finally getting it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It is. That's all it is. I mean, I, I recognize it, but it's really <laughs> hard to in the moment. Yeah, yeah, you know, for sure. I get it. But yeah, that's what it is. Again, great. That's what life's about. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, we got it. We figured it out. But yeah, you just gotta keep going fucking it all up. Well, we'll fuck up again next week. Uh till next time. XOXO. Gossip guys. Happy holiday.